Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town, sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hi guys, this is Gigi Gorgeous. And this is Mimi, and you're listening to Queerified. On Queerified, you'll hear from special guests in the LGBTQIA community and some fierce allies too. This is a day I literally never thought I'd see. I'm a little bit gagged that you two are literally in the same room together. Honestly, me too. But it feels really good to be here, and I just really want this conversation to be honest, real, and I hold this really close to my heart. Before we get into it, please don't forget to call in to the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. We love answering your questions, so please call. We see that you're listening out there, but please also go on Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and nice reviews. It really helps us with providing you guys the best guests, best conversations, and the best podcasts possible. But before we bring out our guest, Gigi, let me ask you something, sister to sister. There have been whispers in the streets of what happened between you and Demi, but not very many people know exactly what went down. Tell us what the hell happened. So Demi and I have been friends for a very long time, and we came out as trans together. I saw her through her transition. It's not necessarily one thing that happened. So... You haven't spoken to each other in a really long time. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's been years, and we'll get into it, but what do you want to get out of this conversation? You know, like, what? why now? What is this all about? So Demi was my friend for so much of my life, so many crucial moments. It literally was my sister. She happens to be transgender as well, and that only brings our bond closer, And what I want to get from this conversation is honestly closure. I really want to talk to her. It's been five plus years that we haven't spoken and I've missed moments in her life. She's missed moments in mine and it's just very sad. And I feel like this is just something that I need to do and something that we need to do together. So I'm really excited to dive in, especially with a kind of moderator like you to help us. And yeah, who knows what what is going to be said. I'm just very nervous. When was the last time that you remember you spoke to each other? So I feel like everyone in their life has chapters, right? And Demi and I were on a trajectory of just best friends, living super reckless. And 
anybody that has watched us or followed us knows that. I was at a point in my life where I needed to close that chapter, move on to the next one because it wasn't healthy for me. And the last time we talked, we were actually living together at my apartment and she crashed my car and it was so dramatic. And, you know, I went over and I basically let her know we need to have time. We need to have space. This is something that is not healthy for me in my relationship. I had just started dating Nats. So I literally had said, like, I'm with this person. This is not what I want my life to be. I don't like who I'm becoming. And it kind of turned into one of those situations where it just snowballed into so much time not speaking that we kind of both thought we're not speaking anymore. We're not on speaking terms. I can't reach out. I can't text her like we used to. And then, you know, that just snowballed a day, turned into a week, turned into a month, turned into five years. And now we're here. You know what? Let's leave it at that. You know her from MTV's Ex on the Beach. She is a makeup artist, socialite. My ex-best friend. And an unapologetic trans woman. Without further ado, here is... La Demi. And we are back. We are here today with La Demi on Queerified. Wow, what a day today is. How are you, Demi? I am amazing. I couldn't be happier. How are you? So good. I'm just going to get right into it. Are you down for this, Gigi? Should we just get right into it? Yes. So happy to have Demi here. We were actually just saying how weird it is that we're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually, so this isn't our first time reuniting. I feel like it may have alluded to that, but it is not. We spent a weekend together, like three days together, two days. It was like a day and a half, four days. Four days. But it was like not together, but kind of together because like every second was like texting and FaceTime and FaceTime. So it yes. was like... It was almost like we were trying to make up for all the time lost. Well, let's rewind. So, elephant in the room, big drama. This has been a reunion that's, it's years in the making, really. Can we talk about that? Let's get into it. Yeah, so we kind of have already, like, hashed out everything that we've wanted to say up until this point. We had a little pool moment during that weekend where we basically were like, what about this? What about this? These are the things that I missed. This is how I felt during this time. But we both felt that it was time to really like sit down, really hash it out and really talk about it because our relationship was really public, right? Exactly. And that's the same thing I said was like, if we're going to do this, we might as well make it public because we were so public. Right. So it's been what, five years since we've sat down? I would say five-ish, almost six, like six-ish. But it's been, I would say like six-ish, seven since like we've done a post together or been seen in public together. Right. That is so long ago. What exactly happened? So it's hard for me to pin one thing that exactly happened between us. And I exactly don't even know what your side of this because we've never had closure on anything. So, oh, my God. Right. So let's let's see what what is it from your side, Demi? Well, it's a mixture of a lot of emotions. I feel like I have my own story and as well as Gigi probably has her own story. If I could rewind the tapes to go back, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll talk about it later with you. But um, it was a lot of he said, she said, this and that. I think it was a lot of when me and Gigi are together, we're going 150 miles per hour and the whole world feels unstoppable. Like, you know, and that was back then when I I was 21 at the time. I don't know how old you were. Right. We were kids. That's the main thing. I feel like we look back and it's like everything was happening really, really fast. But Demi and I, like if anyone had followed us or knew of us, were friends, mutual, whatever, you knew that we were 
full on or nothing. Like if we were going to Vegas, it was like all in or nothing. If we were doing literally anything, it was a thousand miles an hour or we just weren't doing it. It was a production at all times. Yes. And I think what happened was a lot of our surroundings were tired of seeing the production. And I know I had people in my ear and I don't necessarily know you, but I've said it before. I felt like a lot of it was doing all this in the ear of like mouthing this and that. Watch out for this. Watch out for this. And what were they saying exactly? Because we're alluding to things, but I would like to know what they were saying to you. So this is this is my I feel like the biggest misconception that you have in your head. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but people were in my ear saying like, you know, Demi is reckless. She's savage. This is not what you need. Everything that you know. But at the end of the day, I feel that our breakup was my decision. And that last conversation that we had at my apartment was one where we were living together. It was all a lot. And I felt like I was just at a place where I wanted different things. I was in just a different place. I feel like I've relived that scenario so many times. And it's like we were having so much fun. We were doing everything together. And you were right. When we're together, absolutely, the world is unstoppable. Mm -hmm. But it was like I was I'm becoming this is when I literally had started meeting my now husband. It's like I felt like I was in a place where I was living too recklessly. And it was like you were younger than what me. What were the reckless things you were doing and what did you want to be doing at that time? But wait, because this is my first time hearing this, because on my version of the story, we did have that deep conversation. But you never did tell me to my face this, this and this and this is why it was more so we need to take some time. You leave. And this is kind of like you at the time kicking me out as in saying, we can't do this anymore. You can't live here. We can't be roommates. And I can't do this because it's interfering with my business and me. But you never explained to me, like, this is why, this is why you're reckless. You're this, you're that. There was nothing disclosed. Not saying you're reckless. We were too reckless together. Like, I feel like we... If we literally went down that road, Demi, I feel like we would either be on Bad Girls Club or like in jail or dead. Absolutely. I'm not understanding what you guys mean because I need to know exactly what was going on, what was happening, and what was the point? What was the point? I think it was a buildup. What was the buildup? So what were the little things? I think it was us. I mean, like, just like this, like it could have been the smallest things ever. It was like, you know, we would, we would hang out and then I would be ditching gnats because we would just be like getting drinks, getting our nails done. And then like five hours would pass and he hadn't heard from me. And it was like, oh yeah, like, you know, I was just like being crazy with Demi or like, I felt like- But that was crazy getting our nails done and having girl time? No, but when I was literally like, I had plans with him, like full date night. And I was like, oh, 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 sorry. And like just one too many times. Okay, so when you when you literally start getting into a relationship with someone, it's like a different point in your life, right? So I felt like I was just being reckless, crazy. Like we would go to Vegas on a whim and like literally we would end up in like random people's suites. That was my 21st birthday. Like it would just be way too much. I'm like, I can't be doing this anymore. And for me, I know that, I know Mark, you're like, so what exactly happened? And I feel like we'll get to that. But for me, me and Demi, and I'm sure we'll get into this too. Like we have such a strong sisterhood that I felt like this wouldn't be the end. How could it be the end? And I know that sounds like selfish. And I felt really selfish during this whole entire time because it was just like, I can't do this right now. I need a break. But I feel like that's just what I needed to do. And it's like all these years past, it's fucking insane. And it's sad. I would say it was sad because it would be like, where did everything get so ugly? But then looking back, there, 
like I said before, there was no closure. And this was the beginning of everything. This was the beginning of you and Nats. This was, you know, rewind the tapes. Like you and I were so used to this friendship of being able to like, wake up, let's go to Vegas. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then, you know, you were building that relationship with Nats. And I think that I was still stuck on that mentality of like, we're best friends. We can run around, do whatever we want. Nails done, whatever. And I was like, oh, wait, you're talking to someone. So I will give you that for a minute there. I was stuck up on them. Like, this is my best friend. Like, hey, girl, text you. Let's go do this. But I didn't realize how much it may have been affecting Nats at the time, you know, as to stealing you away to go do it. I wouldn't say stealing because I would text you and be like, yeah, let's go do it. But you were so used to that, too, of like us getting up and going that it was affecting your personal relationship. But what were your feelings in this, Demi? Like, you know, from before the buildup, like what was it like from your side? Before the buildup, I didn't know what was going on to a sense as to, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, I felt like everyone was turning on me slowly. I felt like, you know, there was people in your ear saying the reckless stuff or whatever, you know, that's what I truly felt. And I didn't know how to go about it because I spent all these years of growing up with Gigi and being the first person you ever told about, you know, wanting to get boobs and doing your face and saying you're going to transition. And then you've been being like, do you want to do it too? I'll pay for it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not ready for that. So there was just like such this milestone of a friendship with Gigi. And I felt like I, we had lost some kind of touch of like, I don't want to say reality, but like of our friendship and, mm-hmm. and what it meant and where we started from. Do you feel, I just got chills. Look at my legs. I just got chills when you said Who's that. Who's the galore. Galore. Oh, my hair growing back. I really felt the exact same way and I've never really thought about it like that. But I feel like, I want to ask you, did you ever feel like you and I would just live to one up what we last did? Because I think that that was the point where I felt like it was avalanching and I was like, I feel a little out of control and I didn't even know how to put my finger on that. But it was like, we would always just kill it, obviously. And it would be so fun. And like, you are my sister. You're my sister forever. You are my sister. When I had that conversation with you, it was like, I felt like we were always trying to one up each other. And that's not healthy. And I felt I like my, my heart my knew end. that. I won't say that on my end. I will say we had this conversation when we were really young. And we shared a similarity of knowing how short life can be. And that was our passing. Your mother passing and then my dad passing. And we had this conversation one day. It was like, does anything ever affect you? Like, do you feel anything anymore? Because you become so numb to reality to where like you and I shared that same thing of like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Totally. And And if we die young, it's fine. Yes, because we were hurt. We Mm -hmm. had that empty space in us to be like, you know, and out of all my friends, you were the only one that knew what that felt like. Literally same. We could be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's go buck wild and have the craziest night of our life because we were the only ones that knew what that emptiness felt like. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I never thought of the one up being. I never thought of like, what can I do better? Because rewinding back to the one upping type of situation, I was always trying to make you the best you could possibly be. No, I didn't mean one-upping each other. I meant one-upping our past adventure, one-upping our past- Oh, like what we previously just did. Yes, like I feel like it was like, let's be more reckless, let's be more crazy. And I didn't even- I didn't even really think about that because we have lost parents. And I feel like that is when they happen at different times, right? Mm -hmm. And like years apart. And that is when I kind of shut off. And that's when you kind of shut off. Yeah. I remember you went to your dad's funeral decked out in black. I remember you showed me what you were going to wear. And I was like, no, she's not. 
And I saw photos and you did it. You said, fuck it. And it was my outing of like, yes. hey, this is who I am. Going back home and dressing. As this. Yes. Wow. Huge. That hits home a lot. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, that that was our that was our motive. Well, for you, Gigi, what was the the straw that broke the camel's back? What was the last one up? I definitely wasn't a one up. I think it was like it was just like I mean, as it, there was no cutoff, there was no like moment where I was like, "This is it." I was like, "I think I finally have to have this conversation with her because we never really like but you talked about it in the conversation." I thought that then. I was. No, I thought that I was. I said, this is getting to be too much for me. I remember you were at the apartment. I came home. I think we both didn't want to say it because it was never said. We both, I think deep down, I knew what you were trying to say. Right. But you were choked up on having to say that to me because you felt deep down you couldn't. No, so I, I, so I walked in I, and you were there in mm-hmm. the kitchen. I was like, we need to have a serious conversation because we never really crazily do that. And I just laid it out. I thought that I laid it out. I said, like, this is getting to be too much. There was a car crash. There was a new roomie situation, you and I. So I was just like, it it might be too much. So mm-hmm. what I said is we need to take a break, like you just said. And I think we need to pump the brakes. And that's what I meant. Did I think that that would be the last time we ever were in the same room without being at an event coincidentally together? No, I had no idea. So that I felt was laying it on the line. What do you feel like I didn't say? I think you didn't tell me about like, I think you said when we're together, Dem, and you used to call me Dem. So you were like, it's a a million miles a second. Like we don't stop. You know, we have the time of our lives. We're fearless. We're this, we're that. But everyone around us sees it as something else. And it was like, we are this, that, and this, and it has to stop because it's interfering with my relationship with Nat. Right. And I'm in love and I'm not going to catapult that or put that to the side because that's what I want in my life. Did you have any issues balancing Demi and Nats, Gigi? Definitely. I felt like it was like, and I just got chills again because it is, it was so real. Like, I feel like a sisterhood like this, like I know people can have best friends. They can be like, oh my God, that's my ride or die. But like, Demi and I are on such a different level, like fully transitioned together, lost a parent, like just all of these, like, and the list goes on and on and on. I can't even think, but it's, it just feels different. It feels deeper. So like that, and having the love of your life just all in one. It's like, and a career and trying to do everything, living alone in LA, no family. It's like, and like I said, we were young. So it was just a lot. It's almost heart-wrenching, don't mean to cut you off, but like heart-wrenching thinking because guys, it's been like five to six years later. We have grown. It's insane. We have elevated as people, as women in our own womanhood. You've been married along the way. I've completed my transition. It's just like thinking back then, the first thing I want to say to, you know, be defensive or be like, whatever. It's like, I was a kid. But thinking back now, we were both kids. Yes. We were both trying to navigate and we were both trying to figure out what to do and what is the best for us. Because someone told me to like, when you move and you have a dream and you're trying to figure something out, you focus on that one thing that you want in life. And anything that tries to come in in between that to block you from that, you have to put aside. So I feel like we both kind of did that. And I think that breakup conversation that we both kind of had, even though it wasn't closure and it wasn't to the point and I kind of left and over time realized like, oh, maybe a month passed and then two months passed and then a year passed. And I was like, wait, 
this is like we're not friends anymore right like this is done and the text messages stopped and i remember texting you a couple times trying to sort out the car crash incident with like the insurance whatever and there was just no response so Mm -hmm. it was just like okay i get there's no more responses everyone in the group of click of friends not texting me everyone unfollowed me so in the last five six seven years that you guys haven't spoken what has been your biggest regrets my biggest regret actually and it goes to like what you were just saying was when i was uh we were at coachella and we were at just like this random party. I feel like it was like Jeremy Scott or something. And I saw you and we had seen each other several times out every single time. Hella like stomach in lap being like, oh my God, that's her. And wouldn't look or say hi. I w- we would always say hi. Really? Yeah. I feel like at the beginning of it, we would just kind of look at each other and try to Th- keep it moving. This might have been like two, three years in. I'll say for me, like very early on when you guys stopped talking, I didn't know this was happening. I don't live in LA. So I would see Demi. I think it was in New York. And I would I ran over to Demi and I was like, oh my God, like what's up? I don't know if you remember that Demi, but then no one else was saying hi. And I was like, oh, something went down. I didn't know. So it definitely was a weird thing that happened of like, just stop talking. And no one talked about it. Yeah, no, literally no one talked about it. I, I think I got into a really dark space of trying. I built this family with Gigi, Nats, you know, the whole clique. And then I was stripped from it. So I had to try to f- figure out instead of being depressed and like sad because I literally had no one to talk to but family. I had to build like my own circle of friends, you know. And with these new circle of friends, I never really said like I didn't badmouth anyone and say anything. I just said, you know, we don't talk. And it was always like, what do you mean you don't talk? Y'all are like soulmates. Y'all are sisters. Like, what do you mean? And it was just like, I don't want to talk about it. Those are my questions. And I was like, oh. Exactly. I so I think when you came up, no one who knew who you were. And of course, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, that's a long lost friend that was uh, best friends with Gigi and like go down that whole avenue with someone. So that's why I think it was probably awkward. Gigi, you don't think that Demi not being at the wedding was the biggest regret? That is definitely the biggest regret. It is. That still like tears me up. I would literally like cry to Nats. I would cry to my bridesmaids. I would cry to my brothers. Like it was one of those things where I was like, this is, this is where it's actually hitting me because I feel like you see like in movies or whatever, it's like, you know, the best friend is like estranged or or something happens and it's like she's not there for like big life moments. I was like, this is me fully getting married and Demi isn't here. Like fully would have been in my wedding party. It would have been so much fun. And it just, it, it kills me that that is like my reality because I was thinking about it. It wasn't like I was just doing it and, you know, it wasn't affecting me or anything and I was just thinking like I wonder if she's seeing this I wonder how she's feeling like it was just past the point of reaching out or anything it was just like I have to focus on my wedding but this fucking sucks like it broke my heart that you weren't a part of my wedding what was that like for you Demi that was like my reality check moment of knowing that I would never ever like in my head think like I would never be friends with you again like I would never have that moment or ever like have that closure with you or ever be involved that we would always, I was like, okay, so we hate each other in my head, you know, like I wasn't invited. I wasn't notified. And I thought about it. I was like, why would I be invited? It's been four three years going on and there's been no communication. So why would, why would I even expect? And like, I remember laying there and I was just like kind of sad and I didn't look at the post and I was just 
I was angry at like that we let it get that far. Me too. And now looking at it now, like when we talk about it, when we've talked about it like uh, last week, I was like, I'm so fucking stupid for not reaching out. It would have been weird as hell because so much time had passed, but it's like, you knew my person I was getting married to. Like I, I could have, and I didn't. And that is definitely my biggest regret. What stopped you? What stopped both of you from reaching out to each other? For me, I always told myself the phone works both ways. I didn't have you blocked. I didn't unfollow you from Instagram. Ditto. I never was like, I'm not going to be petty about it. If this person wants to talk about whatever, I'm here. So I think for me, maybe it was putting my pride to the side because I was so fucking, can I cuss? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, bitch, fuck ass, pussy, fuck me in the ass. Okay, not that much, not that much. I'm gonna not that much. Jesus, we have children listening. Hi guys. Um, but I think that was my moment of just being like, you know, like it's done. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. I think I was so wrapped up like in the wedding and things like that. I would just be like. I don't know. I was you know just, I, I was though. torn. I kept myself so busy and so goal driven with like my own career and branding myself because back then I was not known, sing- how do you say, singular as La Demi. It was always Demi, Gigi Gorgeous's best friend. I think my first publicity stunt was like New York Times posted a little thing from BeautyCon. Do you remember? Mm-mm. And it was like me with the pink hair and I was in like the little, like the first BeautyCon like back in With like your tie-dye shirt or something? Yes. Yeah. And it said Gigi, it started off as Gigi Gorgeous's best friend, Kamala Demi. And I think like looking back then, that's all I was known as. Like I was, it was just a brand of that. Like I was never me. It was always like I was your best friend. Like I was just a, a, a tag along, you know? So I think I was so goal driven to just be like, do your own thing, bitch, you know, maybe. And I will thank you. That was probably the best breakup I ever had in my life because I needed that to become stronger, to be a better bitch of myself, channel my inner energy, inner energy of what I wanted for my career and go after it and become who I am today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I think back, I'm like, you know what? Although it was very ugly how it went down, I thank you because if that would have never happened, I think I would have might have still been a twiddly bit running around, not focusing on my own career and not building anything for myself. Right, which is what you really wanted. I feel like we would always be doing these events together where I was booked, you were doing an appearance because you were, and we would always just go together. Uh Regardless of what it was, we were pretty much just always together. I'd be like, Demi, can you help me with my hair? Yeah, like Gigi, I'm going here. And we would just always be together. But I feel like that also is just like a sentiment to like everything happens for a reason, even though how ugly it turned out or whatever ended for a short brief of time. It's like, I'm so happy of where you've come because I see it, you know, like I feel like before it was like a little girl and now it's like women, you know, and it's crazy because you still are the same crazy bitch inside that I've always loved. (laughs) And you too. I feel like it's kind of the same sense of humor, but like, I feel like it's like the the past four days, I think we had a wild night, whatever. It was yes. fun. And we kind of replayed some of those old yes. things. <laughs> it kind of was like refreshing to stop and be like, this isn't me anymore. But it's kind of still like fun there. to like kind of bring it back for a quick second. Yes. Obviously- She's still like there lingering inside. I de- <laughs> There's so many moments like that. I wish I had an example right now, but gag. When I've been with you guys, it always felt like how me and Gigi were like in high school. Like it really feels like you know, let's do whatever we want. Let's just be fun. Let's just have fun. Let's be funny. 
And it was always so fun when us three would hang out. It was just the best times. I will say there was never a dull moment between us or anyone that was around. It was everyone was invited. And still not. You know, even like though we've only hung like this is our second time. It's still very that. And it's still very new. And I think for the both of us, we still need to kind of get to know the grown woman we've become. Like there's so much of you I've missed out throughout the years. Like there's so much of me you still need to know like what has changed about me what I don't do what is not okay with me and what's not okay with you Mm -hmm. agreed that's insane you guys have to relearn each other again like get to meet each other again for the second time that is so funny it is insane what did you guys before we move on from all the drama I just want to know what did you miss most about each other during that time the thing I missed the most is being able to like hit Demi up and even if it's a text, even if it's like a little voice note, whatever, she'll know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Even like the cadence of my voice, I could do like a little up, a little down, a little whatever. We'll be instantly on the same page. Rarely ever is she like, what are you talking about ever? Or like vice versa. It's like she just just knows. And it's like that is so rare because usually you're explaining yourself. Usually you need to have an inside joke. Like even this like a little rekindling we've had, even though it's been brief, it's like right on the same page and I don't know if that I think it's like it's just because we grew up together it's like one of those things that never really dies Mm -hmm. but yeah I miss that because it's like it I don't know makes you laugh and it's like I don't know it's just exciting I think I miss just having that person that knew everything about me you know like start to finish because I mean of course everyone knew about me back then or whatever like my transition whatever but I mean Gigi really knew like everything about me every crevice every little guilty moment I had every bad fault and would kind of low-key coach me and like make me feel better if there was something wrong like my first breakup with Nico you took me away you said get ready look the most gorgeous you ever have and you took me out on like a night out I forgot about that you and Hillary did and I sat there at the end of the night in your little avenue kitchen, bawling my eyes out, being oh. like, ah. and you and Hillary were passing me napkins, being like, don't worry, girl, you'll be fine. And I was bawling my eyes out. Credit, oh. I've navigated I I have friends like that nowadays, but it's just like those first experiences you can't ever forget. Right. And the people that were there at those major moments of your life to think that you don't have them anymore is the most darkness and like the most ugliest feeling ever. So I think with this, it's kind of just like I told you the other day, doesn't this feel like a breath fresh of air walking in, knowing we can walk into a room? Yes. It's like a weight off of each other's yes. backs. Like I really, when you texted me that, I was like, I feel that too. Yeah. And I, I it's like almost like happier. Yes. Like, I don't have like this luggage of like, and I hate that having that with anyone of like, oh, we have beef. Like I don't like that. Me either. And it's so rare that I have that. So yeah, I agree. And also I really miss our, our taste in music <laughs> we're like little teenage boys or like little teenage girls at heart no like, we're teenager boys it's like blink 182 mgk like stacy's mom has got it going yeah it's like blink 182 like those songs hit different because i feel like i'm like usually the only one that plays like little rock angsty 
boy music, but Demi will be the first one to put it on. And I'm like, I love this song. Yes. <laughs> and then it also works because like your husband is the same way. Like yes. we start playing a song and he's like, wait, what the fuck are y'all playing? Fuck yeah, I'm going to rock my head to this shit and with y'all. <laughs> so then it's like three idiots banging their hair back and forth. Note to self, we need to go to a concert. Beavis like and that kind yes. of Beavis and Butthead, that's us. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you guys are friends again. I'm so excited to hang out with you again soon, Demi. But let's go back into your life. Let's talk about Demi now. Let's tell the person who's listening to this podcast, what's your gender identity? What is, what's the sitch? So I identify as woman, she, her. Imagine I go, I identify as woman, her, him, <laughs> they, them, but... It- it doo doo. Stop. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, obviously I'm a she and her. Um, yeah. What else do you want to know? Well, what was it like growing up queer in Texas? That's what I want to know because we've talked. Gigi and I have talked about this before. I think with Kylie, Sonique, Gigi and I did not have that. Um, life where we grew up in a place that was so oppressive like we've just been we've just been so blessed and privileged to live the life that we've had what was it like for you growing up in literally Texas I think it was challenging I will say um, I had so many guards and walls up nothing has changed but um, I was just like so aggressive with my personality of like trying to fit in and with and I would explain that with like being the most flamboyant with my outfits like crazy jewelry over accessorizing like literally when you compare pictures of like when you show me when you're in high school and when I was in high school it's like it was like almost weird because it was like I was kind of the it same is. see that's thing. when we'd have really end up in jail if we yes. went to the same high school if it started in high school no. And we'd be in a men's ma'am. prison. That would have been bad. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> that would have been really bad. I might have loved that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, as I was, uh, say less. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I just like, I overcompensated for a lot, but I will say I was very popular in high school growing up. I tried to be friends with the nerds, the preps, the football players, of course, to do other things, but I was just like really out there. And um, I, it's funny because I just had my high school reunion, I think like two weekends ago. And it was where you were dropping the glasses what? on the ground. I was smashing two glasses, but you know, wait, I, what? How many years? It's been 10 years. Wait, it's 10 years for us, Gigi. Have, are, are we not invited to this? No, 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 no. Oh, I, I went, I went no. to ours. Yeah, shut up. No, you didn't. I, <laughs> I, I graduated early, I skipped a grade level in high school, so I graduated with a class I wasn't even supposed to be in. Okay, I forgot you were older. Very classic, mm-hmm. Demi. Classic, <laughs> very do something. Uh huh. Really? Oh, you're all in this class? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I'm already ahead. Oh, I tested out. <laughs> so I want to, I know this answer, but I want to ask you because I really just like want to hear you talk about it, especially for people who don't know. When you came out as trans, it was obviously like a decision that you had to make. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change my name. I'm going to live my life as a woman. Was it always something in your head that ever, because like there's usually it's like, oh, I, I, in the wrong body like I'm a woman trapped in a boy's body or was it something that you gradually fell into I always knew I think when I was five years old no I know when I was five years old I dabbled with my mom's makeup uh, I was raised I think a lot that nobody knows about me and is intense is that like I grew up very very strict like I got beat for everything oh my god I'm you so know sorry. I was involved it's okay I've grown um, but I was very, very strict, almost like G.I. Joe strict. So in my head, thinking like, oh, my God, if I even show the slightest of like 
wanting wearing makeup or anything i was like oh i'm done for like my ass is grass you know so um i just always knew i just didn't know that i had this capability of actually becoming and being who i wanted to be and then moving to la of course i saw Gigi, and we met and then in the club with all the flashing lights and Gigi being like i'm getting my boobs done next week i'm doing this and this i was like oh my god and it was kind of like my first introduction to the whole scene mm -hmm. and I was so stuck on this wanting to be androgynous because I was still scared at facing the fact of just outing myself and you were working at Sandro at the time in the Beverly Center yes, at which night. was it's a corporate job you know I feel like it's very Luxury. like you can't be too out there mm -hmm. so you were playing the fashion androgynous role do you hard. remember when I called you and I had acrylics at work and they made me leave to take them off what, and what was, was that bitch's man what was that boss's name the bitch? I forgot. You know you don't. She forgot. She oh was like Teresa or something. She was terrible. Something stupid. She would come in and look at me as if I was the culprit. Like Where I did this. No, I called you at San Sandro Paris. It's like a huge brand in London. But I came in with short little red nails and they weren't having it. They said you need to go cut those off and soak them off immediately, which is a huge scandal in California to make anyone yes. to do. It's insane. I mean, that would not fly nowadays. So I called Gigi crying and she was like i will go over there right now and tell fuck them all you why don't you just quit and then i told i told Gigi, i was like for the rest of my days i will have acrylics on these nails like i was so crazy and then i think the following week i quit i put in my two weeks and i was like good fuck for this. you I'm good for you uh-huh yes but like then slowly after that i think what really did it for me in the whole transition of becoming to wrap it up was my dad passing and i was like this life is too crazy short, you know? And my relationship with my boo at the time was rocky. We were kind of rocky. Mm -hmm. um, my dad passed. It was a lot. So I think that was the set barrier for me. I was like, you know what? I'm doing this full throttle. I don't care. Which is crazy because now looking back at that, that's like maybe I had one full year kind of like wearing wigs with you and like turning it, starting to wear extensions and really feeling myself booking my first boob job. But you didn't really get to have that whole transition journey with me because it was just like very at the beginning dad passed i started doing everything really quickly and then we had our our fallout mm -hmm. so see wow. i feel like but we, i was also wait wait to cut you off yeah. i was also not scared i was just like because with us we always had your management i will say being like be careful from demi make sure Demi's not doing this or trying to jump, like literally thought I was going to jump over your head to try to become who I wanted to be. So I was like tiptoeing on eggshells around you because I didn't want you to feel like I was transitioning too. Like I was doing everything you were doing. When I was the one saying, girl, are you trans? Your name is Demi. You, you, you were worried about that? Um, Because we I wanted that. I was obsessed. Well, I saw it. I was like, pushing. You were very like, are you sure you want to do these hormones? <laughs> that doesn't sound yeah. like Gigi. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. It was, it was, but like us being personal, because I'm sitting there as a full-on boy in front of Gigi's short, budge, bleach one hair, no makeup, coming straight to her apartment after working Sandro Paris in like my uniform and like a suit sometimes. Yes. And you'd be like, are Remember you when we went out that one time, not to cut you off, you were in a suit and I was in a little dress. Insert photo here. I gotta see the photo. Oh my God, I love <laughs> that night. Podcast. That was so There's fun. There's no photos. <laughs> oh, okay. On Instagram later, people can see it on my stories. Google it. Everybody uh, at DJ Gorgeous <laughs> on Instagram. It. Google it. <laughs> but anyways, that's what, she, she would question me, be like, are you sure you want to do these hormones? And I'd be like, oh, 
like maybe maybe I don't like what but I, I didn't I was scared to like open that door with you because I, I was already becoming a lot with a like Demi's hair is platinum your hair is platinum oh that whole Demi's moment wait were people saying that yes I was I felt like I, I was forced to dye See, my hair I didn't oh really care oh my god that was a whole moment though the dyeing of hair So uh, let's talk about this dyeing of the hair for um, a second. You had blonde hair, Gigi had blonde hair, and you felt you needed Platinum. to dye your hair brown? Yeah, so I, I, I forget. I didn't feel like it. I was kind of basically told. Like, By who? I'm not going to put someone under the bus. Maybe like me. Honestly, I feel like it works you- better when we're opposites. But still to this day, I was. I like you with dark hair, like I'm looking at right now. I mean, it's cute for now. I've made it into a brand. <laughs> but back then, it was not what I wanted to do. Right, you were blonde. Oh my you God. still are, right? Yeah, I'm like ombre underneath the unit. Well, that's what kids do. You can't be blonde if I'm blonde. Like just idiot kids. It was very that, but it, it was, was it was not that. It there was, very, was a pressure though. It was very pressured. Like it was. This is Gigi's brand. Yes. We're building Gigi. It was that. If you want to show your loyalty, no. We are opting you. Can you dye your hair another color? And I was like, Postmates box dyed at the house. Me thinking immediately as your soul sister, best friend, like, oh my God, I don't want to cause any issues. Of course, I'll go dye my fucking hair, I guess. So I did a whole Chris Jenner moment with the short hair and I had like ugly black hair on my fucking. <laughs> head and i was like and then y'all were like oh this is sick <laughs> and so down, i was like i wanted the blood though Jesus, please. that is insane can we just put that on the scene kids <laughs> i fucking hate that that is horrible what's your funniest um memory together um texas that was fun texas Gigi actually saw me kind of fall in love with my first love yes shout out to nico and that's shout the funniest nico. moment still love you no, 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 no. The things we did. Nico said he was picking us up to take us to some carnival. Yes. Rodeo. A yes, rodeo. a rodeo. Because oh. I wanted to ride a bull and I wanted to go to a rodeo because I was like, Texas. And then it actually happened. So he was filming a show with like other T-girls and we didn't know. So he's like, I'm going to pick up my two friends. And here's me and Gigi. Wait, I forgot the about wigs. the friends. And you were in the backseat squished with them. And they yes, were totally pissed. <laughs> you were pissed. No, me and Gigi had a full wig moment. Like high, we were both wearing thigh high thigh, boots and denim short shorts, shorts and black crop like tops. Like the full fantasy uh-huh. for like Texas rodeo trans girls. So, anyways, Nico picks up these two um, actresses. I, I don't know what they identify today as, so I don't want to mess it up. But they were, you know, transitioning in early stages or whatever. But they had the biggest personalities mm-hmm. I have ever. And it was the littlest car. <laughs> the, li- the littlest Toyota Corolla. I said, I how like, far oh. are we from the venue? He goes, 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I look into the rear mirror and Gigi squished in between them. And they're going, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and Gigi is looking at me, shaking her head like, no, man. I said, if we, if you weren't dating this guy who's driving, we would be taking turns in the yeah. front seat. I remember you texted me to the front seat and say, I've had it. <laughs> very, very. Very, very funny. But that trip was we very ended fun. Up having so much fun. We drank beer. We shot the shit. We were messing around with the. the we would not even know what was going on. Everyone was screaming at like the bull, the rodeo, the bulls. Doing- it was like a little calf. They had to like catch it. 
Remember that? With it was like a little and stuff. No, not a bull. It was like a little cat, like a little mini cow, and it would like fucking squeak Just and run around. Just people would yell, we would jump up and start screaming. <laughs> like too, we knew what was going on. We wanted to be involved. Like we knew what was going on. But I will say that was like one of the funnest trips, and that was one of the first business experience we had together. Being like, wait, you're booked for beauty contact. Oh, it's beauty. I'm con. booked for beauty contact. They did Texas. That's so oh my weird. god, there was a beauty contact. That's crazy. I guess one like, time. One time. Literally <laughs> just the one. One time. <laughs> I would say my funniest, it's definitely like, there are so many I can't even name, but okay. So I don't know if it's the funniest, but I'll tell the story. It's really sweet. Like I thought about it the other day and I was like, I want to talk about this on the podcast. There we go. Basically. Okay. So we were in Vegas. Like a lot of our fun moments happen. (laughs) (laughs) We went out and we go to Dre's. After hours, Dre's nightclub. Oh, Vegas. And we just are like in this red room. We're running around. So yeah, we're partying at night. We get out of the uh, the hotel casino. Demi is driving. We're, we go to the valet and I'm like, Demi, it's 1030 in the morning. What did we do? The sun is high in the sky. Yes. It's like people are out jogging. <laughs> it's Vegas morning. 1030. That's midday. We get in the car. <laughs> Demi is like jokingly like swerving across the lanes. No one's on the road, but she's just swerving. I am Jesus. in a Mini Cooper. In a, a red Mini Cooper. A little mini, mini red Mini Cooper. It's like the Italian job. And I am like ass up. Doing legs in the sky. In yes, the like seat. spinning. And Demi's doing it like just the funniest <laughs> ride ever. We and our phones home. are dead. We don't know our way home. <laughs> really? So we're just driving. We're cruising. So funny. And then we get to um, her aunt's house and she's on the porch, legs sprawled wide open, and a man is in between her legs. Shut up! No. Eating her out. No! (laughs) Yes. Oh. Okay, I'll leave it at that. And me and Gigi were so scared to interrupt. We had the Uber driver drop us off two houses down and we ro- so we could run and jump the fence in the back and so door around the back. Moment. Uh-huh. Oh. And in the morning oh we God. were like, "Morning." She goes, "Morning, girls." <laughs> Making pancakes. Not we didn't we never brought it up. Nothing happened. She's going to oh, know now. Oh my God. I was going to ask what was the craziest story, but I think that's it. It was really funny. Awful. She's a very funny aunt. You know who you are. <laughs> what's the baddest thing you've done? Like, what's the worst? Legally speaking, what's the baddest thing you've done? <laughs> That's a good one. Together. When we planned to steal the Chanel purse. I was going to say, Shut stole a handbag. We stole a handbag together. No. Yes. T- Where? 19 when? and 20 kleptos. At an after party, just freaks. We were just having fun. We were drunk. We said, did you see that bag up there? We said, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, and then we went to and bed. No, 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 no. I you th- got the background on the bag. You said, I talked to him about the bag. I oh, go, he did? Yes. And you go, I talked to him about the handbag. He said he got it for his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> and he actually wasn't able to give it to her because they broke up. <laughs> and I looked at you and I said, Let's take it. <laughs> and we did. You distracted while I took the handbag. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, where's that bag now? We gave it back. Okay. Right, Demi? <laughs> yeah, we mailed it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mailed it back. Oh, oh my God. God. I was not expecting uh-huh. that. I love us. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What she said. My final question before we start with our queries. What are three words you would describe, who you would use to describe each other? Um, I don't even know how to describe the faces you're making. Like, you're going to think of the craziest words right now. <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Okay, first word, passionate. 
Second word, hilarious. Third word, sister. Cute. You made your so loving. Was that cute? Oh, (laughs) this is going to be mean. Okay. Just give it to me. Go, dummy. Three words to describe Gigi Gorgeous. Well, the first one is kind of has a hyphen in between. Okay, so that's it's like fine. two words, but batshit crazy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Daredevil. Yes, that's yes, a good one. crazy. And thrilling. What? The? Those are all this kind of the same, but They're that's all the really same good word. words. Batshit crazy. I what was know. the second one? Thrilling. Thrilling. Daredevil. And Daredevil. Daredevil. Those are okay. really good Mine words. Was that hilarious, I don't passionate, think... and sister. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone was wondering about our internal friendship, that's it. Yeah. Like I said. Those words go for each of us. Actually, I feel like those six words can be combined for exactly. both of us. They 100%. Could. Doesn't even depend on the day, just literally minute to minute. Actually, maybe we're, you see, that's the thing with us. It's like whenever, whenever we think about something, we pull from so long ago because yes. that was our, that was us, yes. you know? So it's like, I don't know the three words to give you because, because when I think, I think of back then, I don't, like I said, it's been six years. I don't know you now. Mm-hmm. So like. Talk to us in another six years, okay. and maybe the words we have for each other are housewife and uh, this. Mine will still be the same for you. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> fucking bitch. I mean, I don't want to spoil you, but for Gigi, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, I feel like for Demi, it is too. Okay, Demi, we answer some queries from our callers on our hotline every single episode. Do you want to stay with us to answer some questions? Shoot them. Right after the break. All right, we are back with Miss La Demi, and we, of course, take your calls every single week. You can call our hotline at 1-844-QUERIES, which is Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call us and ask us absolutely anything. We have no time to waste. We've been loving what you're saying, so let's dive in. Are you ready, Demi? Let's go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. My name is Luke, and I'm living in Austin, Texas. Um, I've been listening to your podcast all summer long, and I absolutely love it. It is definitely a highlight of my week. Mimi, in one of your previous podcasts, you mentioned how you met Martina Navratilova, a tennis player, and how you love tennis. So I just thought I'd mention that I have met Caroline Wozniacki, um, a former tennis player, and she was so nice and so sweet and down to earth. But a question I have for you is how long have you played tennis? Who are your favorite players and what's maybe your favorite tournament? Oh, Luke, thank you so much for your tennis questions. I think we can all answer this because Gigi watches tennis too and is very into tennis. My favorite tennis player probably of all time is Victoria Azarenka. Also Serena, also Maria, also Naomi, all of them. That's a really cute story you said about Caroline Wozniacki. I actually bought her racket because I wanted to be like her, and I'm currently still playing with the updated version of that racket, a Babylon Pure Arrow. And yeah, that's amazing. I love tennis so much. I've been playing for a very long time. Gigi, who are your favorite tennis players? I love Venus and Serena, obviously. They're everything. I love everything about them. I love their like little one-legged cat suits. Mark introduced me to that. The fashion of it all. And I also love Maria Sharapova just because she's so tall and skinny. And um, because she was... Married to Enrique Iglesias, right? No, that's Anna Kornikova, but they're both Russians. So. Oh, her. Her, 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 her. Demi, tennis? Um, tennis was never my thing, although you mentioned Austin, Texas. Hi, fellow Texan. I am from Texas, and I will always be a Texas girl at heart. 
But yeah, cool stuff with all that tennis talk. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Okay, our second question. Hi, Gigi. Uh, my name is Peter. I'm from Michigan. And I was just wondering if you still talk to and are still friends with Trisha and Arika. Because I used to watch you guys back in the day. And I don't know. Just wondering. Okay. Bye. I love you. Gigi, the question everybody wants to know, are you still friends with Trisha and Arika? Hey, hey, yes, I actually am. I'm friends with both of them. I feel like when you don't take a photo with somebody online, everyone assumes that you're either in a feud or not friends anymore. Um, You did miss one name, though, La Demi. And yes, we are still friends. So many feuds with so many friends, people wondering where everyone went. No feuds, though, except with you. Okay, our third question. Hey y'all, my name is Kaylee. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I just had a quick question. Um, I have been reconsidering my pronouns. I currently go by she, her, but have currently been reconsidering going by she, they. I have a partner of five years, and I currently also live with my father, who was born in the 60s. I'm trying to think of a proper way to tell everybody while being appropriate but while also not belittling myself in any kind of way whatsoever. I appreciate you guys so much, and thank you so much for taking the time. Have a great night. Kaylee, that is such a good question. So that's a hard question, actually. The question is, how do you um, essentially come out or tell someone your pronouns if they are not really receptive to it? How do you tell maybe someone of an older generation what your pronouns are? How do you do that for yourself? So I think first and foremost, this is very nerve wracking, just like taking the jump with anything, but it's also very exciting. So you have to remember that it's really happy. It's really exciting. You discovered something within yourself. This is something to celebrate. Although I do know it's scary, especially telling people who you know really won't be receptive right away. It's going to take some coaching. I would say warm up, tell some close friends if you haven't already tell your partner, tell people online, you know, get some tips. But I think it's inevitably going to be, it's going to have to be one of those things where you just rip it off like a Band-Aid. It's going to have to be like, this is me. Maybe you don't like it. And I am now she, they. You know, I think that this is is what's going to make me happy. If you love me, you'll be receptive to it. And you just have to stay strong. I think it's very easy for people, especially in you know, old age or people set in their ways to think this is a phase. She's just being influenced in some way. But if you stay really true to it and a year passes, two years passes, it's like, wow, she, they weren't kidding. You know, that was a really good answer, Gigi. And I just want to add, make sure you're safe. Make sure that, you know, nothing will happen to you. If you tell somebody your pronouns, that's always important. Make sure you have support because it's always good to have you know people to fall back on when things don't go your way. Um, what do you think, Demi? I feel like this really resonates with me because at the beginning of my journey, I was so stuck and beat myself up over what pronouns, who I was, what I was, androgynous, he, she, them, they. I will tell you, take it easy, take it slow, and when the time is right, you'll know exactly when it is appropriate to tell everyone. Don't beat yourself up over thinking, I have to do this or I have to do that. Like Gigi said, you discovered a new part of you. Go ahead and celebrate that within yourself before you feel like you have to tell everyone because when you know, you'll know when everyone is ready to hear it. Love that. Love that. I was going to say, thank you for calling in to uh, Demi and Gigi after dark. <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> Oh, and Mark. Oh, oh. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> and see you next weekend for the all new blackout hour. <laughs> oh my God. Well, we hope we helped you. And of course, again, we love hearing your questions. So just call in, literally ask us anything. Nothing is off limits. Thank you, La Demi, for coming on today's show. I hope we got, I hope we really like got everything off our chest. I know we were pretty vague at the beginning, but how do you feel after talking about everything publicly for the first time? It's a lot. I feel like we've both grown up. Like I said before, um, this was our first time kind of like getting into the closure of everything. And I will just go back to like what I said today. You need to do things like this to bury it and move on because the closure has to happen to refurbish a new foundation. And I think, you know, looking along the future, you and I just got to re-get to know each other. Ditto. And there'll be a video, right? There will be a video on YouTube, and it will go even deeper. Is it posted today? Posted today. Yes, you can go onto my YouTube channel, Ledemi, youtube.com slash it's Ledemi, and it will be posted. You know your YouTube channel? I don't. I think it's, it's Ledemi, but it <laughs> might be Ledemi. I don't. Also, I have not done the video it's yet, Ledemi. so just, guys, be nice. Go watch that as well. This is just a, I feel like this is a lesson for any friends going through a hard time. If you're listening to this and you Absolutely. haven't talked to your cousin, your friend, your best friend, sister, whatever, if you guys share similar stories, anything is possible. I wanted to do this with you because I think it would kill me. Like if I died or you died, I know this is dark, but like to that's, where, that's where our brains go. Yeah. Because we, yes. we've experienced it, but yes. to never talk to someone, it would eat my whole life away to know that I never just had that closure with someone or anyone. So any loved one, anyone going through anything out there, a, a broken up friendship, whatever, be the bigger person. Sit down, hash it out, and talk about what's stressing you out and what is going on mentally, physically, because everyone is literally going through something. So you never know until you ask the questions like we did today. Love that. Well, thank you again for coming on this episode. Where can people find you? Not just YouTube. Where? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at It's Lademi. YouTube, of course. I don't know if it's It's Lademi or La Demi. Just type it in. Just type it in the search. Hammer it in the search bar. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Thanks to our guest, La Demi, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another episode of Queerified, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.